0: what is best in life, to crush your enemies,
1: see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of the women. That is good. That is good.
0: Flying Monkeys Wargaming Podcast, where wargaming was easy if you're your mom. Uh, Your host Bam here, and tonight the whole crew is here. Uh, fresh off the of Midmo Maelstrom, everybody except for Sean, he's a little bitch. But oh, first yeah. off, join us <laughs> tonight. Uh, sexiest eyes in the Warhammer 40k, Sean Dilly. What's happening, Sean? How you been, having, brother? I've been good, I've been busy, uh, but I'm glad to be back on. Well, good man, glad to have you back. Uh, laughing already down there, you heard uh, one of the judges for Midmo Maelstrom, Scotty Tuhati, Scott Sasser. What's happening, Scott? Hey, guys, what's going on? Glad to be here. And then uh, Dan needs no interaction. Motherfucking Sammons. What's up, Dan? Not much. I think it will be like, Dan, I going to speak to your 40K manager, Sammons. <laughs> as
1: well,
0: as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Damn. So, Dan came off a pretty decent performance at Mimmo Maelstrom. I did not. I, uh, I poo-pooed the bed, as they say. So, I'm, I'm back to the drawing board thinking what my options are. But the good thing is i got another tournament coming up in Feliz. And I have an RT between now and then to go see if I like what I'm doing or not. So, but good weekend, have it all. Um, let's uh, just start off with kind of going around the horn and maybe getting some takeaways from Minimal Maelstrom. And the subject matter of tonight will be uh, basically win percentage, uh, battle points, uh, how tournaments scoring and placing, and the pros and cons, and what we think about it. I'm probably going to let Dan steer that discussion a little bit because it was his
1: idea. So,
0: hmm. uh what's, what do you uh, what are you going to do next, Scott? You're not judging that you're playing it.
1: We're going to. Uh, I'm going to Felice. I think a majority of us are. Uh, some of my teammates are as well. Uh, I think I'm going to play Gray Knights or maybe try to. Play do Grey not Knights.
2: play Gray Knights. <laughs> do not do that. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'll show you all some things, man. I mean, I'll win some games, but uh, I, don't, I don't know what I want to play. I, if I if I want to play Marines, but there's a lot of work to be had, and I just I don't know if I really want to put in the time right now. Um, to That's fair. It, to, 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 be, to be perfectly honest, like there's still I, I finished some pieces, but there's still like five, six hundred points that uh, I, I have to finish realistically, and I just don't I just don't have the motivation right now to paint anymore yeah. right now, so. Yeah, it happens so how was that how was
0: judging mid was, was uh were, were there any major problems any hiccups everything seemed to go smooth everything from my end seemed uh, like you guys were doing a bang-up job and it was going smooth
1: yeah i tried to, i tried to at least get to the table as fast as possible you know it was pretty easy for me to cover the ground and see from from the stage and uh usually who was people who were on table one i didn't have to worry about too much or the upper tables um because i believe we did do ranked tables for i can't a, a portion of it or i can't remember maybe um but uh you know i try to answer all, all, all the questions as non-biased as possible so well hopefully it went well you know if it didn't shoot me an email shoot me a message on facebook i will try Good. to get back to you
0: yeah, I had to call Scott once and he ruled against me. But whatever. It's cool. <laughs> I don't think there's um, any
2: any like drama or any, anything No, i do not think I there was Yeah. I uh I do think that
0: midmo is kind of the I don't know how to explain it. Like it's not I don't want to say low key because low key isn't the word. But like it's all the kind of like the I guess the uh the chill midwest crowd shows up at that event it's yeah. it's a lot of chill midwest people so it's kind of uh it's a dope vibe being there and playing and uh unless you're playing trainer and he's yelling at you to hurry up when you got plenty of time left <laughs> on the clock so <laughs> yeah Trey was like telling me to hurry up i'm taking forever i'm like bro we got time this game's gonna be over
2: you're and, like we haven't uh,
0: finished pulling
1: the the the, the <laughs> terrain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Then we then he cleans my clock and there's plenty of time left. He's like, "Yeah, man, I'm sorry I rushed you." And I was like, "Dude, it's all right." So, but he's I'm like, just, "Yeah, just want to get lunch it. early."
1: Yeah, so. <laughs>
0: dude, hey, that speaking of that, the lunch was the lunch was pretty baller, man. That was uh that was some dope stuff, man. We had barbecue one day. Did you then, have a, uh, yeah. baked a and And uh, Ben Ben and Ben's lady uh, did it up right, man. Took care of everybody. Um, you know, usually it's a scramble to run around somewhere for lunch, and we just sat there and ate. And it was a good time. And I even if it was affordable, it wasn't it wasn't overpriced. And you know, that's probably been my favorite food situation for a GT ever, to be honest. So beats <laughs> the fuck out LVO and paying for Guy Fieras Taco Bar, so
1: <laughs> right, right, dude.
0: But uh, I, uh, what's, your, what's your takeaways, Dan? Uh, good, bad, ugly, anything? What you, would what'd you think? <laughs> I
2: thought it was good. My uh, my, my butthole's still tight from playing sisters, though. Fucking... Yeah? Uh, oh, my God. I I Make me sweat it out the whole weekend. Yeah, it
0: seemed like a few of those games that came by, and usually you're pretty like, oh, that was chill, but that, it seemed like you had a couple couple that might have gotten away, away from you. But
1: <laughs> <Well, laughs> I just thought...
2: <laughs> I was just like I just like ah, I don't I just don't want to fight a bunch of vehicles in armor and that's all I fought all weekend. Yeah. So it was uh, it was a lot of fun.
0: It, so. It's almost as if people bring a lot of vehicles and shooting because that's the meta or something. Yeah. So, it's like great it's, uh, perfect. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what would you say if there was a the, you know Kyle won? Congrats to Kyle. Uh Kyle brought basically Kyle, a dreadnought. Yeah, Kyle Lamprees. yeah. And uh, so, so congratulations if you're listening, Kyle. Good, good job. Um, we were giving some shit about it. And he was like, This is my list, my OCD, there's two of every unit, you know. Duh, duh, duh.
1: <laughs>
0: Give him a hard time, but Kyle's a hell of a player, man. So to see him pull it off was dope. But he basically was running the dreadnoughts, man, and doing the uh doing iron hands detachment. And uh, that was enough to do the thing. So
2: what was your loss, Dan? What'd you lose to? Uh, I lost to Kyle McCord in the third round. Ah. Oh. So yeah, I should have there... lost the fourth round as well, but. Yeah. 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 What did you have round <laughs> yeah. four? Uh, Chris Campbell's Chaos Knights. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was. uh, there. So in my game against Kyle uh, in round three, there was definitely a few things that happened that were pretty. Uh, like pretty big swings his way. Like Junet died on like the last attack or, or the last dice roll, which was like a four point swing on kill more. And then an assassinate kill does so like a nine point swing. So there's, there's a couple things that happen like that. But, uh, the next game against Chris, there was, I had two separate instances where one model lived, which was like a five point swing each time. And I only beat him by four points. <laughs> so... Ooh. Yeah.
1: One model lived well, and guess, he and he passed his uh or battleshock and or you know auto pass yeah. it. So so
2: yeah, it was uh that was a crazy game.
0: Yeah, I guess to we can kind of summarize. I don't know if I to go too detailed game by game, but my weekend's easy. Round one, I had trainer played Eldari, and I was doing pretty good for about three turns, and then I realized I was running out of models. Yeah. And uh, man, that was that's pretty much all she wrote. I started out killing uh, a a night spinner and then uh, his uh, his viper off the bat, and I thought, okay, that's a good start. And I just couldn't uh, I just couldn't deal with that big fatty wraith guard unit. in any, any reasonable way to get that thing off the board. And uh, Avatar Kane's pretty tough. So trainer trainer got me. and in round two, I uh, I got a buy. So I basically went outside and had a pipe and smoked scott for about fifteen minutes and got up
1: and had a good time doing that. And uh it sucked goodbye, but it was kind of nice to to catch up for a bit, dude, honestly.
0: Yeah, it was. I got to go around social lives with some folks I probably wouldn't have got to talk to. So I'm not I'm not upset about it or mad about it at all. And I can't remember Man, what I had. you anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Round three, what did I play? Fuck. End of the day. I can't remember what I even played round three. Oh, that, uh... Yeah, I problems. think I played...
2: You played Harut, uh, KC. I season. played Harut.
0: Jesus Christ, that was a good list, man. That dude had, like, all the accursed cultists after, after Sean Dilly got to public on that, but... uh uh, those are cursed cultists are just the mutants are hard to shoot through, man. Especially when they get the four up and then you get to feel no pains rolling. And I just uh I was just like, God damn. And then I didn't help. I can't make saves. So uh but Haru beat me fair and square and whipped me and uh wearing his overalls and a smile. So it was uh <laughs> I was wondering if that's who y'all was talking
1: about. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, uh, he's a nice dude. He talks real soft. And sometimes I got pretty frustrated with him because I kept telling him, like, I can't hear you. You know, I'm deaf. I need you to speak up. And he just keep mumbling, you know, and I was like, God, dude, you gotta speak up. I can't hear you, man. And and uh I don't think he did it on purpose. I think he just talks. Is that how he is all the time, Dan? Or
1: Yeah,
2: he's he's kind of a quiet guy. Yeah. That's
1: when you just go to their side of the table and you just play right next to him. What? Yeah. I just go sit down on his lap, and listen to him or something. So but uh
0: he was a good dude though, and he played a played a good game. He had a good game plan, and it was better than mine. So I I finished day one, uh, one and two, and one of those wins was a fucking buy. So I was like, "All right, man, this is this is how it's gonna go." Um, and then day three, I rolled in, and I can't remember what I had around. Was that when I played Necrons?
2: Yeah, that was Necrons.
0: Yeah, yeah. I played Necrons, and uh, that dude was pretty cool. I, uh, the only cool, there was a cool thing that kind of happened in the game that was kind of like cinematic. Uh, we got to turn five and I thought I was going to lose another game. So I was telling myself already, like, fuck, here, I'm going to be one and three. That's awesome. And I had, it was the one with the, the place and the objectives in No Man's Land. And I had control of, yeah, I had control of two of the four. And he had stuff on one objective, and basically I strung scouts out so I could hold. I had to basically kill some immortals off of a unit with a chaplain, and all he had left on his home field objective was one of the like the healing robots, yeah. the big beep boop that like lets you regenerate yeah, I mean, extra uh,
1: something. Yeah,
0: was was sitting on his home field objective, and uh, I drew for round five. I drew like uh, whatever the storm home field. <laughs> Hard is God dang storm what hostile it? objective? Storm hostile objective. And I thought like, man, if I can get Ragnar back there and kill that thing, I can get eight points. And so I advanced Ragnar. Rolled a five, so he moved like eleven inches. And so I only needed like a four-inch charge. Then charged him with Ragnar, and basically just beat his butthole in with that, you know, and. Uh, wound up being a big swing because it was like eight points for the one card and a lot of points for the other. And so instead of like losing by like two or three, I wound up winning by five. So nice, um, fun game. And this isn't an insult to any of my opponents, this is just kind of a thing that I notice. Like, man, like it's okay to crack a joke at the 40k table. No, 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 it's okay, okay to have fun playing 40k i wound up you know with all like like trainer was tra- trainer's pretty serious when he's playing which i know trainer outside of the table so like i wasn't too worried about him but like the other dudes like nobody wanted to joke nobody wanted to laugh like nobody wanted to have fun <laughs> so i was like i'm going into game 5 without any opponent that like wants to have a chill time yet you know or laugh and like Scott, you know I'm not drinking, so yeah. like you know, th- there's no alcohol or anything. Like I'm thinking, like, come on, man, just just one little jokey joke out of somebody, and uh, I did not get it all weekend. So I was kind of, I was kind of like, fuck. Like if it, if this round five dude is like some dude who's gonna be stoic and and just roll dice and count, you know, I'm probably just gonna drop because I'm not even. This even worth it at this point, and
1: mm-hmm. um. Part I got of the reason of I Iowa. pass out shots just to get everybody a little fucking yeah. relaxed here, dude. We're just playing fucking doing soldiers at the end of the day.
0: But I got a dude out of Iowa that's friends with Josh Thomas named Jeff. I can't remember Jeff's last name, but uh dude, he was him from the you know, like him and I, I can't remember, like I said some quote from like Step Brothers or something and like he started joking back and next I know like we're singing songs and laughing and like, just talking shit, trying to get stuff to happen on the table, and, and, uh, so, like, game five was, was worth the price of admission, because, like, I lost the game, but, like, in losing the game, like, homie was willing to have fun, you know, yeah. and, like, when he was losing the game, he was having fun, so it wasn't like, I'm winning, I'm having fun, it was like, he was just a fun opponent, and we had some swings back and forth, and there was a point where I thought I could win the game, and then, uh, i couldn't kill the fucking oh what's the shark or guy um with the nice four bargain. i feel no pain and the four yeah it didn't matter what i threw with that motherfucker like he was making his fill no and he was making the saves <laughs> and that dude just walked around the board and slapped everything with his penis so but we were laughing and, and having a good time so like that game five was worth it and uh I went home for the first time in a long time, two and three from a GT. So I was like, "God dang it!" So I'm in the phone, I'm on the ride home in the phone, like building new list already, like sending list to Dan, sending list to other people, like uh, so. Whatever I do for Feliz is definitely not going to be what I did for Midmo. So, what was your experience, Dan? What did you think besides the butthole puckering?
2: Uh, well, I'll just explain the butthole puckering. So round one, I played Steve Boatwright. Who was running Space Marines, Iron Storm with ten freaking vehicles? So just a oh, buttload yeah. of buttload of dreadnoughts, couple predators, couple war suits. And I I'm definitely glad I went first in that one because he would have just jammed into me hard. Uh so I kind of uh, did you I, fear
1: I, the war suits, I'm curious. The Invictors? If uh, they would have gone first and got moved eighteen inches up in your shit.
2: At the time, no, but I should have. <laughs> yeah. I told him at the end of the game. I was like, I was like, yeah, I think it's pretty good. I'm pretty lucky. I went first here because uh, I was not ready for how hard it was for me to kill his stuff. So uh, I think I, I ended up winning by like ten or twelve points. But it was a freaking grind, and I don't think you know I got a decent turn one. But really, what saved me was the arc of Flagellants kind of just gummed up the middle of the board. Uh, two of the units did, and it just took them a while to chew through them to get to the rest of my army. So by that time, I actually had enough—you know—did enough damage to kill kill some things. So I did fixed on that one as well. So I did deploy teleport homers yeah. and bring it down. And if I didn't have Junith, I'd have been screwed because sisters are, especially with archeflagellants, are really CP hungry. Um, game two, I played against uh, Jeff Husser, and I did him dirty. <laughs> so he went first, he kind of moved yeah. up with his army, and then I hey, had... Hey, real I, quick,
0: though, if Jeff had some pretty cool conversions in that army. That army looked pretty dope. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, like, been, he's yeah. been getting some updates to us. It was a, a good-looking army. So, Jeff, if you're listening, dude, that, that was some dope shit you're working yeah. on, man
2: we had all these beautifully converted uh <laughs> thunder wolf like on dinosaurs yeah. so the first thing i did uh, was shoot him with like three exorcists and maybe one castigator and i picked up nine of them <laughs> on turn Jeez one right and like i oh. didn't think like, it was so funny because i you could tell i didn't expect to do that because i had like Arcoflagellants ready to, to charge a unit and i wiped that unit out like it was one of those where like Oh, take three saves, and he fails all three, and then it's like I just roll like three four ups for damage and just killed their dudes. I was like, oh, and uh, but yeah, that was that was a pretty skewed game. But even at the end of it, like the uh, the score, I can't remember the mission on that one. He he, he
1: really grinded out the game. I I, I saw. Yeah. Was, he scored way more oh, points than he should have.
2: It was the character one. Uh, we got to have the characters in the middle. But yeah. we just we just kept murdering each other off the middle of the board. So, like, the score was, like, 66 to 57. So, like, it was one of those, like, the end of the game, I was like, damn, it was a lot closer than both of us think. I think we thought it was. Um, game three was against McCord. I kind of talked to this one earlier, but uh, I went first against him, and he, because guard, this is kind of what I discovered in my, my playing of my own guard, is that guard do not like to reserve things, because if they reserve things, they basically come on, and they can't, it's too late to get orders so it's kind of gets awkward uh he has the same thought so he most of his army was on the board uh so he he was not as well hidden as i was but i went first um i drew investigate signals and then something on the middle uh over i drew investigate signals and overwhelming force um and then so it was kind of kind of frustrating for me because i had to go you know, send a Crusader squad to the corner of the board, and this was also Purge the Foe, so it was more. and with his indirect, and yeah. all my small units was not what I wanted to see, but, uh, so I had to send Celestine backwards, and then the Crusader squad up, but then I also, because of how he was deployed, I figured I'd put a, I'd move my little missionary dude onto the middle objective, and if he dies, I can get him back up, because it was, it was going to be really hard for him to get anything to the middle objective, but anyway, so because it was overwhelming, overwhelming force, you got to kill somebody off an objective, so he had like a, two basilisks on his home objective that I could get uh, one castigator to see him, and then three exorcists to shoot at him. So shot that castigator with four of my tanks and I did three total damage. Yeah. Which was <laughs> oh, not man. good. And then on his turn, he responded by, he, he literally drew the exact same secondary, so he drew investigate signals and overwhelming force, but because I put my character on that middle objective, he was able to you know get the over easy overwhelming force um yeah. from from killing that guy and they also had a scout sentinel uh crank a pretty good advance roll to get onto the middle objective so even though I, if i stood back up he would still uh he would still Hold take it, it, it from me yeah and then mm-hmm. uh he also so he killed that guy on the middle objective for for overwhelming force and then he also indirectly shot and killed an exorcist on my home objective to get uh so he maxed overwhelming force with that and then he also killed the Castigator turn one. <laughs>
1: so Ooh, pretty was, good turn one.
2: Yeah, it was a pretty good turn one for him. And, then, and there was, like, later in the game, it was, uh, like, I charged and uh, his Bulgrin squad with an Arcoflagellants. Should kill four of those, I killed one. So it was... The dice were just not with me, and, and he played a good game, but it was... that That's a terrible mission for my army, Like because I've got so many small, crappy units to... Normally, it's not a big deal, because they're so cheap. If I played against, like... You know anybody without indirect, I can just leave them in the corner of the board and not have to worry about them. But with his army, uh, he he scored, I think he scored kill more every turn but one. If you know, I think maybe one turn he didn't get it, Uh, but he had it. You know, uh, most almost every other turn I think, just because I just couldn't hide from him. So, uh, game four was against Chris Campbell. Kind of talked about this one. He he just ran straight at me. He went first, uh, and at the end of the game, uh, we were both almost... He had his big night li- alive, basically unhurt. Uh, but I had killed everything else, and I probably had... I don't know, I had my assassin, Celestine, like a couple Arcoflagellants, and like a Mortifier left on the port, and a couple Crusaders. So we we basically just tabled each other. Um, the big thing was, is we both we both took fixed on this one, so I took bring it down and te- uh, deployed turbo harmors. He took... Bring it down and engage. And he had he had one turn. I think he he got a big engage. Well, whatever happened. I, I, he was winning pretty heavily early game, uh, but late game he kind of stalled off on his engage because I just had killed enough stuff and yeah. uh, once his nerglings died and stuff like that. So he kind of he kind of stalled out on scoring engage. And I was able to get enough primary at the end of the game for all the primary that I missed at the beginning of the game. So that was extremely close and i really probably should have lost it uh we because we were playing <laughs> yeah we were playing and I, I was like don't your nerdlings have an invul save he's like no they just have an armor save now and so it's just the, it's funny because i was like okay so we we just play the game and then and the so my game five i was playing uh, csm who had nerdlings and he goes to like take in saves on his nerdlings i'm like well they're just dead they don't have a save and he's like yes they do yeah. So, so <laughs> I was like, no, they have a save. I was like, I was like I just played Chris. He had 4 units of Nerglings. He said they didn't have a save. And then sure shit, they got a six of Invul. So like after the event, I told Chris, I was like, dude, you realize your Nerglings have an Invul? He's like, no they don't. <laughs> so <laughs> He was like, oh shit. So but uh but yeah, it was a really good game. And then but then the last game I played against Steve Larson who was running Kind of a combo CSM list with two accursed cultist units and a chosen unit. Um, this is the only game the whole weekend where Celestine actually did something made useful. Her, made her money back. Yeah, she went and he had a he went first and moved up and he kind of had an accursed cultist and a forge fiend, kind of right next to each other, basically. So uh Celstein went in and charged both of them, so I just tagged the very edge of the accursed cultist unit. So when they uh when they piled in, he didn't get that many attacks on her. So Celesteen like charged in turn one. Uh and I don't think and basically held him there for a turn or two, like this forge fiend and this cultist. And that's also where I discovered like because forge fiends have that you know, the blast, they and they only have two melee attacks, I guess. They cannot fight themselves out of combat, which is kinda of awkward. So he was kinda of, I kinda of held up that flank and then the other flank uh ate two two basically basically two uh arco flagellant units to kill his accursed other accursed cultist unit. So and then we just traded back and forth in the middle of the board. But uh like at the end of the game he had a forge fiend that was being was stuck in combat with a mortifier that he couldn't kill. He had a land raider that was stuck in combat with Rhino that he was having trouble killing. So it was one of these where I just kinda of had him I kind of had him locked in combat uh, where he couldn't really do much, and then I was kind of taking over the board. So, yeah. But it, his list, his list was decent. Like the Vindicator, oh, he popped armor contempt on that thing, and it cover. It took my entire army uh, to kill one Vindicator. Basically, it took—I don't know how many tanks shot at it, but at least probably four or five <laughs> tanks, and that's with Hunter Killers too. Uh, Ooh, just, shit. just to kill that guy. So I, I didn't even try to kill his Land Raider because I was like, frick this. So <laughs> that's where, if you're if you're a T11 vehicle, I just kind of tried to ignore you most of the time. But no, it was, it was a good game. I ended up winning that one, oh by a by a fairly decent margin. So, what
1: we'll place did uh, leave yet?
2: Uh, left me at fifth.
1: Nice, Grants. Yeah,
2: but you no, see Isaiah in form one as well.
1: He did, man. Yeah, did my
0: my, but, dude, my dude did the thing. I was pretty yeah. proud of him. So.
2: You got that submarine going.
1: <laughs> well, you know, take it like how you you can get it, man. Yeah, can't can't pick your opponents. Just got to try to win one of the that right. <laughs> yep. oh, that's
0: right. Poor Brent Simons. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw his uh, win percentage got him from his opponents. But speaking of which, segue into it, Uh wouldn't talk tonight about that, Dan. You had some thoughts, some some. Commentary. I'll let you lead the discussion. I'll follow along.
2: So there was some some discussions. So they they did opponents' game one percentage for the for the rankings at it, <laughs> and then there was just some discussions after that, which was which is why we're talking about it. So so in my view, there's there's we got pairings and we got rankings, and I think for the most part, um, everybody basically agrees that pairings the way we've been we kind of doing them at Lord Marshall events of. Of doing a random pairing is kind of the way to go, so it, it keeps the gaming out of it. It's very similar to what GW does, except if GW does um, win path and then random. So what that means is, um, if if you you basically tre- you're, you're you're paired up against people who lost the same times you did. So like say say Bam lost his round one, and I lost my round one, then we would be in the same pool of players to play each other. Even if even if we're like in round three, so if, if we both won our fir- or lost our first game, and then won our next game, and say we won our next game, then you're you're in the, you're you're in that same group to be paired against each other. It's all depend kind of depends on when you lost is when you get paired, which is kind of a, it kind of works for GW system because they have a top cut, I think, it, it it makes more sense there because you're you're going to a top cut and then you're you're Going back to starting at zero, basically. But for the most part, pairing wise, everybody around the Midwest just does random pairings and then sometimes switches to uh, a ranked pairing on day two, you know, depending on the game three, four, or five, something like that. Or it's not three, but four, five, or six, something like that. Um, but so that's, that's the pairing part of, of the event. The placing part, this is the one that I think is generally has a lot more uh, seems to be more talked about these days uh when it is talked about so there's uh opponents game win percentage uh which is what we used here which is kind of becoming one of the more popular ones especially for excuse me especially for singles events um what this means is you you take up uh you know, if I look at throw, so for mid mo, uh, my opponent's game win percentage, for example, was a 64%. That means my opponents that I played won 64% of their games. Okay. Uh, and there is a minimum on that. So like if I played, if I played somebody who, uh, lost all five games, their minimum score is 33%. So, uh, but if I play, you know, if you play a lot of hard players, your your opponent game win percentage essentially goes up because they're generally winning their games. Um, so that's one one of the uh, rankings metrics that's used. Or there is battle points, which everyone's you know familiar with, where you count up all the battle points that you score in the event. Um, then there is uh, there's what they use kind of over in Europe is differential, uh, which is the twenty o system. So there's there's 20 points to be given to to total between the players of the game. So if I walk up to the game and you curb stomp your opponent, and the score is uh, like a 50 point 50 battle point differential, then it's a 20 to zero. Um, but if it's like a five point game, so if, if one if the if the final battle point score is you know 80 to 74. That it's you know that because the the difference in the, the scores is so small then it's a, like an 11 nine uh win so that's those are those are kind of the three main ones that are used um unless you guys are familiar with anything else no no so Not that are important this is kind of so yeah after after I mean I've pretty much I pretty much played all of these at some point or the other and they're all flawed in their own ways but the way I look at it, so let's look at let's just talk about differential uh, as the first one. So differential um, is it's it's used over in Europe a lot uh, because of the WTC and how how the team events work, and I think it's fine for a team event, you know, as being a kind of a highly competitive event. Uh, and you're kind of the differential scoring in a way encourages players to to give a shit about their game, you know, if you're uh, if you're playing. I don't know if you're playing something, and you get paired into one of the top armies, and you're just going to get your ass pounded on for, for three hours. The differential scoring gives you a reason to play to try to eke out that point, basically. Um, but the problem with that scoring in singles is, you know, say say if I'm playing say if I'm playing Sasser in a game, and I'm and it's it's going my way hard, and I'm just it encourages me to basically put my foot on his neck and keep stepping. Yes, yes, like. Like I, there's no, it, it actively hurts me to take my foot off the gas, and, and I, I I would argue that in a lot of ways, that kind of uh, kind of can make for some negative game experiences, because there's there's a there's a lot of times where I, I if I'm if I'm winning and I'm, the games. Essentially, decided I'll pull pull my foot off the gas to make it more enjoyable for for everybody involved, rather than me having to sit there and be like, "Well, I got to beat you by fifty battle points, so I'm just <laughs> yeah. stay there while I, while I punch you for the next hour and a half." Uh, so that's kind of the biggest flaw that I see with differential scoring in singles events, and you know, and it it isn't that popular over here. Like honestly, it's I don't I don't remember using it i don't know if i've used it in a 40k event in the states atc does ATC use it yeah yeah i think the last time i actually used it like i personally used it was like fantasy we used it in fantasy for a while back in the day uh, but it's it's not super common but here in the midwest but it is used uh so then there's battle points so battle points <laughs> is uh is you know has been pretty common except you know this this kind of it's it's not I'll say how sad is this um, the problem with battle points is a ranking is that it rewards it rewards the kind of the broken armies I think uh, because if you have an army that can get 100 hundred O and just stop somebody out you basically are gonna win the you know you have a huge I can't remember how many battle points I scored at show me because show me it was battle points but it was some it was some insane amount uh, so it just it just kind of rewards the uh the good slash broken armies. Uh this kind of goes back to the back to the day of uh like in, in ninth edition when it was a lot of battle points, is especially when armies were like uh Necrons could score max secondary max secondaries. They could put up insane point scores that the majority of people couldn't even hope to reach with the way the yeah. way the, the way the game was. So it just it just kind of you know it, that's kind of a big flaw with it, I guess. Is 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 that there is the benefit that you know you you quote unquote have the uh, have the ability to control your own fate, I guess, um, which is sort of true. But I you know again, I uh, I'm just not a not a fan necessarily of rewarding people for basically for essentially playing the easy armies because you know if 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 it was a battle if if I, I'm walking into an event and I'm trying to do well. And it's a battle point tournament. I'm not going to take like Death Guard. Like or in some ways like some ways Tau. You know because Tau just gives up secondaries like a motherfucker. And just kind of struggles to score points sometimes. So it just just kind of eliminates some of the armies from like the competitive level viability. So and then there's the last one. And then there is the other problem with battle points is that if people talk out a game with battle points. Yeah, uh, there's that's so if if you're if somebody's playing a game and they only finished finished turn two or turn three, and then they talk out talk out the rest of the game, and that that basically is uh, robbing everybody else of the event for for finishing their games and actually getting actually scoring their points, but it, it it does it does kind of draw a I don't want to say a gray area, but it makes the whole aspect of talking out a game uh, a lot more problematic when it's a battle point ranked event. Um, and then the last one is OGP. So OGP the good part about OGP is that it doesn't like if, if 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 me and if me and Sasser are playing a game and and I'm it's basically over, we can just call it and kind of you won you won whatever points to whatever points because the battle points essentially don't matter. Like all that matters is who won the game. So you, you can you can as far as if you go to you know, let's just call it and and you flip over your last cards and kind of quote unquote talk it out, there really is n- essentially no downside to that. It's not it's not fucking over somebody else. It's just it is what it is and and so that's I think a good a good benefit of it. Uh, the downside to it though is that like uh, if you have a if you go to an event and you got player A or player B and they both fish 4 one, but but player A, you know. Randomly got paired into harder matchups. They're going to have a higher, generally, if they play better opponents. They're going to have a higher opponent game win percentage uh-huh. versus player B. Randomly getting paired up into easier matches, and then uh, and then getting, you know, uh, somebody with lower. a drop. Yeah. yeah. So and and so that is kind of a downside. But on the flip side, you know, in a singles event, so here's a, here's kind of the the argument for it being the way it is. I think. So take mid mo there was sixty people there. After round one there is uh there's thirty people. You know it, it 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 is random. Like there's some events where you just you can get uh harder opponents, you know, than the next than the guy next to you. I mean hell, I feel like at Show Me, my I think Show Me I had like I played five people that were in the top ten. You know, I mean, top
1: was, seven actually, but yeah,
2: it was it was freaking <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, but that's that's that is that is just how it happens sometimes. Uh, that's so, just
0: karma uh, from all the years you used Phil clubbing.
2: Yeah, I, my <laughs> event, my dude, my events are either I I've discovered I either have like extreme one way or the other. Like I usually have a really easy event, or it's just getting just people who want to punch me in the dick the entire yeah. time. No, yeah. I've
1: seen plenty of events where you, where you run the gauntlet. Dude, yeah, pretty bad, dude. It's like, oh goddamn! Because so, I'm not a fucking good player. <laughs>
2: yeah, so man that's that's so like, that's kind of a quick synopsis, I think, of like the good and bad. But like, for health of the game, for like health of the meta, for like a, from a judging perspective, from a player enjoyment perspective, I do think opponent game win percentage is the best solution. You know and don't get me wrong it's it would suck to go four one and crush people and then get a, a lower ranking because of because you played easier opponents but that is the truth you played easier opponents than the guys ranked higher than you you know so how do you deal with
0: someone uh, how would you deal with someone screwing you out by dropping so that's, like, that's, that's the weekend yeah. of your dreams where you went six and0 but you know your round two opponent just dropped because it wasn't their weekend. You know That's, they,
2: they do have that minimum in there. So like say so say I uh I, I you know I play I play Joe Schmo, beat the shit out of him round one and then he drops. He's still gonna he's, the way the BCP is set up, he still gives you a thirty three percent like he won a third of his games. So there is a there is a minimum floor that is in the, built in the system to prevent that, uh, because that is. If that wasn't in there, then there would be a big problem because you could definitely fuck people over. And I've had I've had that happen to me when I played War Machine, where I played a and they didn't they didn't have that minimum there, so I played a guy. He uh, lost his first game against me. Decided to drop to watch people, uh, and I ended up missing the cut because of my tiebreakers because of the opponent game win percentage was too low because he he, he counted as a goose egg, a big zero rather than like a third. So I think yeah. I think the fact that they have a third in there kind of helps even it out which is why when you look at when you look at um opponents game win percentage if you look at people like throughout the event uh like the placings most people's like the win percentage you see people have like uh the highs get near 70 usually or or just over 70 and the lows are like in the 40s because there is uh there is a a minimum on it you know so i'm just going looking look at uh like like Jenny Merton's opponent game win percentage was forty six, uh, you know somebody else, uh, Josh Lewis's was forty one, so you know Britain's was forty eight. So like the the that the opponent game win percentage kind of varies between forty and maybe a little bit over seventy in some extreme cases, but that's that's usually what it is.
1: I really like it, like you said, because it, it does promote kind of more just like, uh. You know, being able to read the flow of the game, and be like, okay, so I've got control. Let's just let's just coast. This person can coast. We're all good. You know, I don't need to stomp on the on the other person's neck, like you said, and does make a more enjoyable tournament experience for yeah. everybody involved.
2: Yep. And I, I know, like uh, a good uh, at uh, at at this. So this is the one. Like uh, Kyle won the event. Uh, he was five and zero undefeated. His opponent game win percentage was sixty percent. Uh, Verbeck was also undefeated, oh. and so we had two undefeateds at at Minvo, oh. And Verbeck's opponent game win percentage was fifty nine point six six repeating. Yeah. You know, so he was a third of a percent behind. So and and I know he played trainer and trainer dropped, uh, which which could have hurt him. Uh Trainer could have lost his last game too, correct. Right correct? So that's kind of that's but but with the minimum with the minimum in there, you know, it, it does at least. I, I have to go look, so because uh, uh, I'm not sure what draws do for opponent game win percentage or if it's just a blank. Uh yeah, but so that that I mean that is that is kind of the, a shitty thing, but. That's kind of just a shitty thing too. With uh, that, just kind of the it sucks. I dude, I've gotten second at <laughs> mid mo twice. Yeah, I've been undefeated twice and got second at mid mo. So Verbeck can join the club.
1: <laughs> Battle points, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: So it I, it is what it is. But I I don't know. I, I like I said. I just I just think it's it's the it is. You know. And don't get me wrong. I was not a favor of it initially, but just as an overview from a judging side of it like having to deal with less bullshit and then honestly you can keep the pairings as random you just keep the pairings random and in the in those win brackets i think it 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 totally shuts out gaming which people people do with battle points that's something we didn't really talk about with battle points is you can kind of keep an eye on people and if you know it's going to be like an oh it's a six round event round 4 it's going to go to battle point rankings you can you can whether you're successful or not, you can definitely attempt to uh, score certain things to give your, give you certain matchups or avoid other ones. So I can see that.
0: I guess that there's the, that was my big thing with the drops. If there's a, yeah. there's a system for not getting fucked over because somebody drops, then, you know, I got probably be more, more on board with it. Yeah. I have been a proponent of battle points, but
2: yeah, I was for a long time. I think until just probably the the more it's probably more tenth because, like you know, I feel like in tenth there's been more people who are specifically looking at Eldar. You know, when you're putting up, uh, you know, God, what? I I don't. My 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 battle points at monkey uh, was something stupid like.
1: 770
2: 700, points yeah 700 high 700s out of 800 uh just because i'm playing eldar yeah you know so cool. it basically just like even even though what i was i like, six or seven and one it doesn't matter if anybody else is seven and one there's virtually no chance they're gonna be at that high of battle points because they if they're not playing eldar Correct. so you know that's that's kind of uh that i think that's probably when i started to change my mind on it because i was like it's kind of stupid just to be you know you play this and just just get rewarded for for curb stomping for people yeah yeah so and it's 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 one of those you know people can be upset by it but it is it is partially out of your control like but it's already out of control of who you draw in, a, in an event anyway so
0: well you might have convinced me we'll see i'm stubborn yeah <laughs> <laughs> I see I see the merits of both. I and I I don't know. I do think there's a time for curb stomping, but like you said, there is some manipulation that can go on there that is very well. You still uh, I don't know, I still think there's a I'm not seen a solution for the tying problem. And uh, it seems like ties are always the monkeys in the wrench on a lot of these things, which kind there of, is kind a, of make-
2: there is a solution for the tying problem, but To's aren't man enough to do it. If you fucking if you both draw, you both lose. What? Get fucked. What? Get fucked. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <sighs> Dan's like fucking. I mean, I. I, I think we if only care. If we only, only out, want winners. We only want when, winners. When we're all gaining the same <laughs> amount of points every turn, or all gaining like equal points every turn, the math does sometimes math out when that many games are playing. Played to equal a tie.
2: Yeah. Fuck Ugh.
1: you guys. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I Wait, what is uh, what is Felice doing? Do you guys know? Do you know? Do you know what they're doing for like, AGP?
2: Or I have no idea. I was telling I was telling Teats, He was just uh, telling. He was asking me about mission selection. I said, "Do not pick service schools. Do not pick priority target." those missions yeah don't. Yeah, but no i don't know what they're gonna do um i don't know that it's, it's been announced but i mean that it, and that's i mean it, like kind of said it is it is something to uh hopefully they will because their packs coming out here i think friday so yeah. so hopefully it's announced in the pack because you know if, if you're going there and you're trying to win or trying to get high placing uh knowing if it's a if it's a battle point tournament for example Uh, like if I, if I'm going to go and I want to try to get uh, a top five placing, should I take sisters? Probably not. If it's battle points, because they just don't score enough Mm -hmm. points. Uh, if it's, if it's OGP, then take whatever. But if it's, if it's battle points, you know, that I, my, you're definitely encouraged to, to look for those armies that can put up the, put up the big scores. I guess. Yeah. I guess that probably is one benefit (laughs) of OGPs. You can, you have a little more. Flexibility with your army. You just gotta, you just have to win rather than yes, yeah, win yeah. by a lot. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I can tell you, sisters do not win by a lot. <laughs> all you don't
1: matter, dude. As long you gotta win, that's why I'm playing Grey Knights, baby. Don't.
2: Come on. dude. Cam, <laughs> that was the first thing Cam said to me when he got in the truck and we were driving back. He's like, because he thought about taking. He's like, man, I, I'm glad I didn't bring Grey Knights <laughs> because there's the Grey. You're gonna walk in. They're gonna drop <laughs> those five <laughs> five dreadnoughts against you, and gonna be like, well. Good game. Uh, we can't <laughs> we can't do shit against that. So. Well, also oh, also you. depending uh, if people start adopting the uh, oh, excuse me the Atlanta FAQ, there's some pretty big stuff in there that would. Well, it's is pretty that big. is that similar to the like eight 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 man FAQ? That is yeah. the eight-man Oh, FAQ. that is the eight-man FAQ? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What's the eight-man FAQ?
1: The eight-man team event, I think that's what what you're also talking about, is the like the Art of War. Mm-hmm. Or is it the Tampa FLG or GW?
2: Well, I know for for the Atlanta event, GW put out an FAQ. Okay. The World Champs. The World yeah. Champs. And there was there was some pretty – most of it's fine. There's a few things in there I don't agree with. Uh, there's some of it in there that I wasn't aware that was – like – Apparently, so, uh, like, Grey Knights have the Mist of Dymo, so somebody comes to the 9 inches. Mm-hmm. So, but the way that they clarified it is you can roll, I can roll my Rhino or my Land Raider up 9.1 inches away to not trigger it, and then get out of the Rhino or the Land Raider, or whatever. Say, I get out of the Land Raider. Okay. You, you can't use it. Okay. So, so that there's, you basically the, because they they, they count as having made that move, but they didn't make the move. You don't get to react to it. Cool. Yeah, I Man, think that. I think simplified, that, not simple, bro. Yeah. So like, there's, <laughs> there's some pretty big. Uh, there's a the, the way they ruled modifying characteristics is also uh, pretty asinine in my opinion. But the that's kind of a big thing too. Is if pe- if people, some people are adopting it, but it, like all it is is a world champs FAQ. But if GW makes it official. There's some pretty big implications out of that too, because like the other one is the CP, uh, the CP gain the command phase from like Lord Solar or Junith or something. They're yeah. making they're making that uh, count as the one you can get for the battle round, which in my opinion goes directly against the wording in the book, but that's what they want it to be. So, it, all but of a sudden- I think that was
1: the original intent, though, right? I think that original intent. And it's always been that was what it was, an 8th, ninth. It's just gained Man, one turn.
2: GW doesn't know. They don't know intent if it fucking <laughs> smacked him in the face. I'm not no.
1: saying that they know intent about everything, but at least about the command point gaining per turn, I think it was always intended to be one. I don't know. Maybe don't know. Blood Angels
2: blood and angels Guard
1: were doing it, but...
0: Well, you know, the, like, votan. They changed. They changed what Bo can, Dan, can got for an army rule with a new, you know, the whole oath thing or whatever or the way that they or the way you put uh, not oaths. God damn it, mm-hmm. uh, grudge tokens. And if you kill units with the tokens on it within like so many turns, you can get three CP if you do it within turn one or two. Yeah, and it's specifically the line in there that says like this. You know, this is in spite of, you know, whatever the one, the max gain of one CP for a turn. It's so like, they've got rules where they specifically have written into them, you know, Hey, you know, we know that there's only one per game, but here's a rule that, that, that breaks yeah. that. So, and then and I think what Dan's saying or what I kind of think is like, they're, they're going against that, you know, why write it that way and then turn around and make an FAQ that does the opposite of what the book says or the opposite yeah. of what the, the rules yeah. actually say
2: all, and all and, and, and in some ways it kind of just it uh i don't say i don't know if it's gonna do like wide but like it gives a a crap load of value to like space Marine captains that could do it for do stuff for free, yeah versus other armies like guard or sisters or you know a couple of those types of armies that they are or, or uh i know they're like orcs you know they have ways to gain c p but it just kind of it kind of guts guts those as far as. Uh, when, when you're when you're playing tactical missions, so just not not as much value bringing those those units at all. Then,
0: well, we'll see. I guess here in what January, if they what they what they decide to do. Do so yeah. you think we're going to get another deck of cards? What do you guys think is going to happen with that? I don't Ooh, know. That's it's... a good question. Yeah. Because um... before we we're getting these nice little books,
2: you know. You know, I hope that and... they get rid of the stupid shit like uh, servo skulls and priority targets. But then I also hope they give us. And I was talking to some people today about this. Like, I what? A, does anyone know like the the uh, little effect mission effects are besides chilling rain and like chosen battlefield? Nope. No, like I'm at the point now where I'm just saying, fuck it, let's start using, let's start using some, cause like one of those is like delayed reserves. Yeah. So like that would be, that would, that actually I think should be used.
1: Like a round three type shit.
2: Well, yeah. there's like a, no, it's more of a, I think if you want to bring something in turn two, you got to roll four up. Mm-hmm. So like, oh, yeah. but
1: I'm just saying like play it round three.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm a fuck it. I, I, as far as I'm concerned, if I was running an event, I would. I'm not. chilling rains going in the, in the dump, dumpster, and everything's going to have a mission effect. Fuck it, you know. Let's let's get a little let's get a little wild, not too crazy because most of those effects don't aren't hey, aren't man. huge. But
0: Dan's right in a night nightmare mode tournament for
2: people. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, dude, I just want to get that one where you advance and you roll a six, you take a mortal wound. You can see my whole sister's Ooh. army just running around in circles in the back, trying to hurt itself. Come on.
1: <laughs> so I can't remember. Do Grey Knights have to take that because they auto six?
2: Uh, if you, it, it depends if it's a can. You,
1: it's you don't roll the dice. It's just, it just you know it counts as a six.
2: Then you probably don't. But mm. I'd, I'd have to see the exact wording. But but I don't know. There's there's some cool effects and some other stuff that I don't know. Feel like we should probably. It'd be nice to actually have some some random abilities that probably don't do much, but. Give it a little more flavor than just chilling rain every time.
1: The mysterious objectives begin. Yeah. Uh, what is it? What it, what it, what it, what it <laughs> mysterious objectives? When when you, when you could uh, get plus one to hit against aerial vehicles. Like uh.
2: <laughs>
1: Fucking that one, right? Huh?
2: Plus oh, one to ahead. hit. Plus one to hit and wound against Eldar. There you
0: go. I <laughs> mean, yeah. I'm down with that one. That's, that's yeah. a good one.
1: It's only These, if you roll a seven and you get plus one if you're versus Eldar.
2: <laughs> speaking of Eldar, uh, Trainer, so it's funny. So Trainer and Bill, one of our locals, they played each other around, I don't know, around three. I don't know. They played each other at some point. Uh, but the funny part hey, was... Bitches. Huh?
0: I said tied, bitches.
2: Well, they tied, but like the funny part is they played a couple days ago. Like They did a practice game a couple days ago and Trainer won. So Bill Bill took what he learned from that game and 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 oh, yeah. at, least, at least improved on it but it was funny cuz like you you talked to Bill and his story about the game was trainer got lucky as hell and then <laughs> trainer trainer's story about the game is that Bill got lucky as hell <laughs> but just based on trainer was much more salty about it because I I was I was watching that game
0: and if anybody <laughs> was wearing the face, it was Trainer. Train- I looked over there a couple times. Trainer had the face on. I-, I remember thinking, like, ooh, I think Bill might be winning that game.
2: Well, and I didn't uh, realize it, was- but it's like the uh, – because well, they're all running the Wraith Guard brick right now, and you need to phantasm it. You can't phantasm when you when you eat three battle shocks that you- and you fail one of them. Oh, so- <laughs> So he's like, I fucking failed ba- Fa- battle shock, and I've lost my Wraith Guard. And but it's like it's like a random. It's it's kind of funny because like only Tyranids can do that. But like you definitely could just like force the Wraith Guard to on on your turn to take to fail a battle shock and stop him from using phantasm. Yeah, like like that actually is is honestly hilarious. So that you could like their main trick that they're doing, you can just have a good chance of just shutting it off and being like, fuck you.
1: <laughs> that's really solid, actually.
2: Yeah. It's, uh, I, th- I'm I, think, about that. I think that's why I think some of the Tyranids are doing fairly decent into to that, because they could just, just shut off, basically shut off Phantasm and be like, get fucked. Run away now, okay. motherfucker.
0: Yeah, when I played Trainer, he got him nowhere near the Hounds. So I couldn't... Because the, oh, the Hounds okay. did make him
2: a- well, they count as characters, don't they? As psychers, yeah. Well, they, they
0: have that uh spirits here and there, so they count as psychers. Yeah. So whenever they shoot at them, they automatically have to take a battle shock test, and it's minus one because they're psycher. And yeah. uh, I was like, yeah, he he made sure they got nowhere near a board edge. So I can do
2: That, that yes. was that was my dream is if I play against Tau and they move crisis suits up, is to Overwatch them with my Castigator because it rerolls hits against vehicles, and then it causes battle shock. So you, you hit the towel Crisis suit Unit you stop it from fire fire and fading away.
0: <laughs> ooh. That's, good. Ooh,
2: that's good. That's the dream. I like...
0: I, that's one of the things I do dig about 10th edition is there's some layered shit that's kind of cool. I think it was when Scott and I were outside smoking during my buy round, we were talking about like, 10th as a game is is a pretty good game. Like, yeah. it, it, the, the it is it, that they have, I feel like, are within the indexes, and uh, the disparities between the you know the haves and the have-nots make it seem like it's not as great as it is. But I think it's really a. I feel like some stuff was thought out, and some elements are pretty dope. Like I'm enjoying, you know, when I'm looking at when I'm building army lists now. Like, who would have thought we'd be looking at you know a stat called OC, you know, on units when building an army you or know, fucking like, you GW, know, yeah. right? And I've been I have not even touched Battlescribe this edition. I, I pretty yeah. much just used my app. So it's and actually their app is pretty good. So yeah I gotta give them a thumbs up on it because it's not been buggy, it's not been janky, it's like they actually took the interns off of it this time and put somebody that knew what they were doing in charge of build a fucking app. So it wasn't the same yeah.
2: it, it, clearly it was but, not the same people that did the website though.
0: <laughs> oh God.
2: <laughs> Man.
0: everything's fine here everything's so fine had,
2: here I
0: was traumatized the other day I had no idea the website had updated because I wasn't paying attention to the team discord and I was at work just kind of chugging along and every now and then I'll get like a restock order of something that is a web only item right and retailers have to go through the web portal to get those web only items if the customers order them and I was like okay I'm just going to knock this out in five minutes and go get those restocked done and and I went to the website, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: <I'm> like oh, <laughs> Yes, I accept these cookies.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Man, what what I thought was gonna be like just five minutes to knock something out that was in my work day, I wound up taking like half an hour to try to figure it out." And I felt I felt really old. So I was like, "But I gotta I figure know. it out."
2: So. Apparently, apparently, they spent six million dollars on that website, and. Talk about, a, talk about a waste of fucking money. I've I've had to go there a couple times look up, to look up something and I I absolutely hate it. So
1: <clears throat>
0: well, I'm trying to die drinking my soda here. <clears throat> Alright, All you going to make it? Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> this, this might be it, guys. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice oh,
1: That's over, yeah. Lordy. Listen, Laura comes <laughs> out with a defibrillator, just fucking hits him one time, dude. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. He's still
0: sick. He's
1: still sick. So...
0: I hope I'm not getting that crud, but that was for my drink. So, all right, guys. Before I die, anything else tonight? <laughs> uh, um, no.
2: Nah, looking, looking, forward to Feliz.
1: Yeah.
2: They have like a they huge, huge too. wait list.
1: Good. Do they really?
0: Well, yeah, that thing. They... Yeah, Feliz was sold out like
2: in a week or two. Yeah, they got like 30 people mm-hmm. on the wait Did list. Did not take long.
1: Yeah, Teets messaged me and was like, hey, dude, if you so, if you want a ticket, there's like three left. I was like, okay, I'll buy mine now. <laughs> yeah, no,
2: yeah. They, stuff's selling I, out. I told him my dude, I was like, I was like it was pretty quick. So, well,
0: that, everybody likes Teets, too. So, everybody likes Teets. And that venue last year was not bad. It was kind of a cool place to play. Yeah. Um, I like being able to walk over next door and grab a soda or grab a drink and sit down for a little bit, so... Yep. But how close was it to the board? To,
1: how how close was it to the the bar to the place? It's literally the you same walked through a door. <laughs> yeah. <no> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like
0: Isaiah and I were walking next door and getting a whiskey, and I was I was I'd have a cigar, you know, during lunch or whatever, mm-hmm. and didn't have to leave the building, so it was kind
2: of solid. The only only bad part about Feliz last year was. Was driving through that area at late night, so we're leaving oh. early this year. So driving through the, <coughs> right through the hills, of the Ozarks at at oh. ten o'clock at ten o'clock at night is not a good idea. <laughs> there's, there's some, there's some I've done that lies. lots
1: of times. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna hit at this corner, <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. dude? I just I still have a little PTSD from doing that because oh my god. <laughs> It was not. It was like three hours of like, this is just, it's just, there's no straight roads. There's no straight roads. Yeah, it's oh.
1: I'm just going to go right off a cliff.
2: Dude, it's like three hours of just like, I like, was <laughs> like extremely intense paying attention because <laughs> yeah, just you, you would just die. Why
1: knuckles <laughs> so hard, dude. Just yeah. That's
2: yeah why I, was, I told, I was I told Trainer, about... I, was like, we are, I told, the camp was like, we're leaving at noon. Like, I'm not driving. We're not leaving at six o'clock and, you know, drive. Ex-. Motherfucker fell asleep last year, so it was just me awake. But. Yeah, Jesus,
0: I was driving to Arkansas once, and I got—I had to take some of those back roads like that through those arcs. And there was—I uh, was—it was getting really dark at night. Like the only light on the road was my fucking headlights. And I—I I saw this fucking like spray-painted sign on the side of the road that said, <laughs> keep, it, said "It said keep going.'" And I was like, "Oh, oh shit, oh man!" Then <laughs> so, like, it. I, I, "Yeah." I, I slowed down and like took a few more turns and I saw another spray painted like on cardboard sign and it was like you're almost there and I thought like am
1: I on somebody's <laughs> like fucking drive
0: and I had all these visions of like net, net baby squirrel like a bitty baby you know and and uh, I go around the next curve and it was like you're you know I said keep going you're almost there and I physically stopped my car in the middle of the road and, like, thought, like, do I just turn around and go back and say, fuck it, you know, we're gonna keep going, man. and I went around the next corner, and it was a big old sign, and it was, like, garage cell up the hill, and I was like, man, I, I just spent, like, I just spent, like, eight miles sweating balls with visions of, like, mutant hillbillies trying to rape me with your fucking spray-painted signs, and it was a goddamn garage sale. So,
2: <laughs> yeah. That's why that's why we're leaving early this year. That's why we're, we're going we're going yeah. in the daylight. Don't
0: <laughs> 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 so drive to the Ozarks at night is the moral story. Yeah. Oh,
1: shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but all right, guys, we'll go once around the horn and get out of here tonight. Dan, you got anything else?
2: Uh nope. All right. Dilly dilly yawning over there. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> no, Show Me Showdown tickets are up. Go get your Show Me Showdown tickets. They are uh less expensive right now. I don't know when that date changes. But uh, 10th is being improved, so hopefully the event will be improved. And then the New Year's Knockout tickets uh, are also available. So go look for those as well.
1: Sweet. Scotty? Yeah, just felice next month uh i'm looking forward to seeing you guys again and uh just tell your homies you love them
0: absolutely tell your homies you love them remember
1: guys for you it was easy to be your mom uh thanks for all
0: the support thanks for listening and uh look this for dropping two episodes in two weeks we're back on track so thanks for playing that guys
2: Game over, man. It's game
1: over.